We've been reading Jay's journal given to Robin to read on air. It was written in 2017 and it seems to be about some sort of cathartic moment in Jay's relationship with her own husband, Sam, and fixation with a mystery man called Thomas Michael Gillies, who she met through her work as a pathology nurse. Yeah, so where we left it yesterday is that she actually was called into work and sitting in the waiting room was none other than Thomas Michael Gillies' mum and someone else. There was a woman sitting beside Mrs. Gillies. Not that I know she's called Mrs. Gillies. She could have been married three times or never, for all I know. I guess it was Courtney's former friend, Flip. Now, Courtney's Jay's sister. Uh Uh, Flip, yes, she looks quite a lot like TMG. The same blue eyes and sharp cheekbones. A couple of years younger than him, I guessed. She held two takeaway coffees. Come on in, I said to the two of them in general, not wanting to make the same mistake I did all those weeks ago. The old lady stood up, smiled at her daughter and walked ahead of me into the collection room. I looked at the form she handed me. Her name is Lorraine. Lorraine Gillies. I asked how she was. Fine, thanks, she replied, although it seems silly to say that when I'm here for a blood test, but I'm fine. I just have overprotective children. It must be nice to know they love you, I said. Well, yes, they're very good to me. Their dad died 18 months ago, so I moved into one of the apartments next door. There are lots of people around, but they worry about me being alone. So the minute I say I'm a bit tired or anything, they bully me into coming into the doctor. So here I am. I felt brave and asked her, how many kids do you have? Two, my daughter who's with me today and my son. He works at the university. I almost said, oh, I know, but I caught myself just in time. Do you see him much? Oh, yes. He comes over most weekends. He had a few health problems himself, so we look after each other. We fight over who cooks. We each want the other one to take it easy. That's so sweet, I said. Yes, he's a darling. But he's moving to Adelaide at Easter. His ex-wife lives there. They have a little boy and they tried to make this long-distance parenting caper work, but it hasn't. I could have told them. I didn't think parents should stay together if they're unhappy, but I do think they should stay in the same state. I couldn't think of anything else to say, so I just nodded. Moving to Adelaide, I thought, at Easter? Then I taped a piece of cotton wool to her arm and told her to take care. I needed to sit down for a minute before I called in the next patient. Let him go. Let him go to Adelaide. <laughs> Let it sort itself out. Come on. Oh, Come on. She's sitting there shaking at the end of the news that he could be gone by Easter. Come on. What do you mean, come on? See, you, you're just getting caught out. You oh, take a position yeah. when you have no knowledge of the full extent of the story. And ta-da! Here's another chapter. No, she's just sitting down shaking calmly about the fact that this stranger is moving to Adelaide because it hasn't affected her whatsoever, Robin. <laughs> no, she's told her. She's told all of us that it's affected her. She just hasn't done anything about it. No. Anyway, and now she's not going to because where are we? We're at the end of January or maybe even beginning of February and he's moving at Easter. It's right.